Hi, hi. Hey. So this week has been a lot. <laughs> a lot of things have happened. Yeah. Um, but I think that they're a little bit lighter. So, so oh, okay. maybe it'll be a little break. Yeah, there's not as much murder in it. So that's really nice. <laughs> Wait, is this paranormal or true crime? Yeah, okay. American paranormal. All right, I'm down. So yeah, should be fun. Um, yeah, let's get right into it. I'm Sonia. I'm Maddie. And welcome to Grim. Okay, so this week, um, I was looking at the Fitzgerald Theater in Minnesota, um, St. Paul, Minnesota, and if you guys want to visit, it's located at 10 Exchange Street, I think it's the east, like I think there's an east and west. Oh, okay. Um, in St. Paul. And, um, when you go there, uh, this is really funny, the, the thing that I found that describes the theater, like most of the websites used to describe the theater is they called it a quote-unquote grand old elegant lady (laughs) um and i just think that's so funny that's amazing like can you just imagine it like that's the theater she looks like a grand old elegant lady (laughs) um so yeah it is if you couldn't tell from that description apparently incredibly beautiful um it is currently the 1910 restoration of the building and it is a two-balcony dramatic house. Dramatic. Which I'm guessing refers to the fact that it's a theater and, like, a drama refers to a play. Okay. But it could also be that she just feels dramatic. Yeah, she's just that yeah. way. <laughs> which I understand. It's me too. <laughs> um, and also, people have described it as um, having near-perfect acoustics and sight lines. Which is very interesting for a theater. I feel like whenever I've been to, like, a theater to see a play, like, I'm always obstructed by something. Yeah, especially, um, like, an old theater. Yeah, like, um, I went to see Trevor Noah, and luckily my family and I, we had good seats, but there were some seats in the back where, like, you couldn't see anything. Ooh. Um, So, yeah, near-perfect acoustics and sight lines. This place sounds beautiful. Yeah. Um, it also has 996 seats on the ground that go until 87 feet from the stage. So it's like right by the stage and then 87 feet back. Okay. So it doesn't feel too far, actually. Yeah. Which is interesting. I feel like most of the bigger theaters that I've seen are like really far back. Like if you go see plays on like Broadway, like the, the cheaper seats are like right in the back. Yeah, that's true. Does it have multiple story, like, floors, like, of seating? Um, yeah, it is a two-balcony dramatic house, so it has, like, the floor and then two balconies. Okay. Um, and there are eight opera boxes that people use for, like, private parties. That's always, like, that's, like, a weird, like, dream that I've always had. Like, I want to have one of the private, you know. Right? It seems so fun. (laughs) Yeah, it really does. Like, just, like, the little balcony overhang. Yeah. But apparently, like, those aren't the best seats. They seem like the best seats to me. Like, I want that. Yeah. From looking at them, they seem like the best seats. But then, I guess it probably would be better front row, but... Like, if I had a choice between, like, the back of the floor and, like, an opera box, I'd opera box every time. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um... 
And also they curve towards the stage, which I think is interesting because most of the ones that I've seen are like just boxes that jut out. Yeah. Like curve. So um, the aesthetics here are on point. <laughs> um, and also apparently there are very few of this kind of theater left and it has been beautifully restored. Oh, that's good. Um, it is also classified as Beaux-Arts. And that's the B-E-A-U-X, so I think it's like the French version. Oh, okay. Um, it, that's describing the decor and design. And it has red plush seats, which I think is one of like the foundations, of, or like one of the parts of Beaux-Arts that's like oh, okay. known. Um, I also looked into what that means, and it is a late and eclectic form of neoclassicism. It combines classical architecture from ancient Greece and Rome, with Renaissance ideas, and it became part of the 19th century American Renaissance movement. Oh, okay. So I'm just, I kind of want to visit, you know? Like, yeah. It looks really nice. Um, that sounds nice. Yeah. I think we should go add to I our list of places. All right. <laughs> it's like, what is it, like 35 at this point? Yeah, probably. Um, so the opera boxes and art, also the arch of the stage area are decorated with like plastic work, but it is described as ornate and like gold, like gold leaf, that kind of vibe. Oh, okay. Um, and also, uh, this is super cool. They have a 1926 Wurlitzer organ, which was added to the oh. theater in a late 90s renovation. I like that. Late 80s, sorry can't speak i feel like organs just make things more dramatic you know right maybe that's why she's dramatic oh it's just the organ connected the dots connected them (laughs) um but yeah i really want to see that like it's something about organs i just love them like i don't know what it like it just it makes everything better it really does well i don't know why i said does weirdly sorry it does it does it does it does um (laughs) Okay, so apparently there were around 20 theaters in the area in the early 90s, and they were all connected by tunnels. So there are Ooh. abandoned tunnels under the theater. I love a good tunnel. Same. Like, the tunnels under our school. It oh, yeah. It just felt, like, really spooky and mysterious. I don't think I ever was in them. The yeah. underneath ones? Yeah, like under the, the dorms, dorm. yeah. Yeah, I never got to go in them. I'll have to go back. Yeah. Just sneak back onto campus. Just for the tunnels. <laughs> um, okay, also, this is super interesting. There's a basement under the theater that apparently if you go there, you can see German phrases that are just painted on the walls. And it's because during um, Prohibition and stuff, it was a speakeasy. Oh. So uh, she's got some, she's got like a little bad boy rep in there. I like that. Yeah. I've always wanted to see a speakeasy. I feel like they're super yeah. cool. Just like they the idea really cool. of it, you know? Yeah. Like once we're twenty one, we can. There's <laughs> <laughs> just like like a secret like club. Like I feel like that's yeah. everything. It is. Um Okay, so the theater now is used from like for everything from Broadway sets to modern TV sets. Um, to radio and broadcasting and recording and um, apparently the lighting and sound equipment is extensive like they put a lot of money into the lighting and sound so it's one of the bigger places to go to record everything 
she's multi-talented yeah really this theater is like like she vibing (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how else to describe it i am the gen z don't know what i'm doing (laughs) she just be vibing she just be vibing um she's what i like if she was a person she'd be what i aspire to be in a person if that makes sense yeah um the original 1910 theater was one of four memorial theaters that was built in the entirety of the united states and it was built in the memory of sam schubert by his surviving brothers lee and they were in entertainment industry leaders, like really big in their field. Oh, that's really um, nice. Yeah, so they built a theater for him, which I think is so sweet. That is so sweet. Um, it was named the Sam S. Schubert Theater when it was first built. And they used the design of another theater in New York um, called the Maxine, like the Maxine Elliott design for this theater, um, which I haven't found that much information, but I guess it was just, like, a really beautiful way to style things. Oh, okay. Um, In 1933, they used it uh, for a... They, like, used it in a foreign film movie. Um, Like, sorry, that's not how I articulate my thoughts. Um, They transformed the theater from just a theater into a foreign film movie house, and they called it the World Theater, so it wasn't the... It wasn't um, named for Samuel Schubert anymore. Oh, okay. Um, but it was used for foreign films, which, again, really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, and then it was bought by the Minnesota Public Radio in the 1980s. And then that's when they restored it, like, both on the inside and the outside. Because they wanted, like, live events to happen there. And then I think they also wanted a live radio program that like, was started inside there. Um and that was in 1986, it was called A Prairie Home Companion with Garrison Keeler. Oh. So. What a name. Fun. Um, Garrison Keeler began hosting talented musicians and comedy performance, uh, performers. And then he also performed his own, like, comedy about a fictional town called Lake Wobegon. Okay. Apparently is still a thing and you can listen to it on Saturdays at 5 p.m. Oh, maybe we'll check it out. Yeah, so that'll be fun, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um so this theater has gone through a bunch of different name changes, which I think is super interesting because I've heard for like horses and for like boats, like you're not supposed to change the name. Yeah. Like, that's supposed to be bad luck or something like that. Like, there's a superstition. And I would think that it applies to buildings, too, but I guess not. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's, like, it's not as, well, it's not as common for, like, well, I don't know. I'm trying to say it's, like, not as common for buildings to have names because I'm thinking, like, houses. But, like, I guess, like, commercial buildings or, like, public buildings kind of do have names. Yeah, I guess, because the building is more, like, for the person who leases it or, like, buys it. Yeah, that's true. I feel like it would be kind of hard to, like, change a building name, but that might just be me, like, because people get used to calling it a certain thing. Yeah, that's what I I think, too. They just continue to call it that thing, even though, like, the name's, like, officially changed. They just, like, keep on saying what they're used to, you know? Yeah. Like, unless you, like, completely tear it down and, like, rebuild. Yeah, yeah. But, like, if they, like, change the library into something else, I'll feel like, oh, like, I'm going to the spot where the library was. Like, that kind yeah. of deal. I don't know. They changed it. it, it um, this is, like, weird to me, though, because it still is, like, a theater. Yeah. It's just changed names. 
Yeah, so I feel like if they like changed it into like a fast food restaurant, like it would make sense to yeah. change the name. But the fact that it's been a theater and it just has changed names so many times is, I don't know, feels a little bit unlucky. Maybe that's why it's haunted. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, in 1994, they changed the name of the theater again, and they changed it to the Fitzgerald Theater, which is what it's known as today. And that does, um, F. Scott Fitzgerald lived in St. Paul. Oh, so that's fun. They were like, we're going to name it for him. Famous author guy. Famous author guy. <laughs> <laughs> it do be like that sometimes. <laughs> I guess it do. Um, this is, okay, so on November 4th, 2002, they used the theater as a site for, like, the debate um, on the day before the election between United States Senate, Senate candidates Norm Coleman and Walter Mondale, who were previously the mayor of St. Paul and the U.S. vice president, respectively. They just, you know, I guess it was a famous site, and they were like, we're going to have a presidential debate here or like a senate debate here all right so yeah that's just another little fun fact it was so um uh stream the word streamed is that the word for when you like broadcast it broadcast it yeah i think so like live stream live streamed on um a local television station which i guess is because it had really great audio um where am I? I'm over here. I found it. <laughs> um, I, I didn't mention this before, but I'm sitting in my closet and it's like completely dark and my screen just turned off. So I was disoriented for a second. Um, oh boy. <laughs> it's okay. We're back. Um, in 2005, they used the theater to film Prairie Home Companion, which is a movie directed by Robert Altman. So if you want to see the theater, you can watch Prairie Home Companion. Is it on Netflix? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Like, maybe. I'll look okay. it up. I'll look it up after. Um, so they decided to use this venue to add, like, a level of realism um, to the film. And um, this just is interesting to me because the theater is apparently, like, it's a smallish theater. Like, it's on the side of small. So it mm-hmm. wouldn't seem like the greatest place to set a movie because you know you need the entire set and like lights and you know the crew and everything but yeah the other theaters were just too small like it was smaller than the Fitzgerald theater um so they were like it's not really big enough but I guess it's big enough and then they filmed there (laughs) oh it'll do (laughs) yeah they were like yeah I guess makes sense we'll just roll with that (laughs) um okay this is where it gets kind of interesting. In 1985, they were renovating um, the building, like restoring it, renovating it, that kind of thing. And the workers... Oh, that's what goes. Yeah. <laughs> Already, <laughs> you're like, something is up. Um, Renovations, man. I, I swear to God, it's just they disturb the spirits, and then the place is haunted. I mean, I feel that, though. Like, I don't like change either, so I, I really feel for the ghost and they're like no no yeah. change no, i would be the same exact way <laughs> i'd be like you same. messed up my place like you're gonna be haunted now i don't like no it. thank <laughs> you um so during this renovation workers 
uh, were, I guess, like, trying to fix the ceiling, and then they realized it was a false ceiling. Oh. So they figured out that there was a second balcony, which is why they're, like, a two-balcony theater. They didn't know it was a two-balcony theater, because one of the balconies was just covered up by a ceiling. Wait, why? when did that happen? During one of the earlier renovations. Oh, they just decided they didn't... Yeah, I guess. They just, like, covered it up. Oh. Um, But the workers removed the second, like, the false ceiling, and then they found a note written by... written to a man um, called Ben, who is a former employee of the theater. And then soon after, they found this note referencing Ben, and they removed the ceiling. Uh, They began to see a male entity who started showing up. Wait, what did the note say? I don't know. No one ever mentioned it. I've read, like, four different articles. Like, no one saw what the note said. They were just like, Ben. His name is Ben. I was waiting for what the note said. I love a good note. Same. It's hidden in a a closed-off portion of the book. I think I'm going to have to do that, you know? Like, hide my own notes. I was thinking of doing that. Like, moving when I was moving. Yeah, you should have. Like, just, like, write a little note. But I feel like there's not a good hiding place in the house. Put it in the wall. Just punch a hole in the wall. Yes. Put it in there. Yeah, yeah and then when they... It is new. Eventually, in the future, when they're like, we gotta turn this neighborhood into, like, a mall or something, they're gonna knock down your house and find the note, and then if some strange shit starts happening, people are gonna be like, yeah, it's a ghost of And her. then I'll start haunting. Yes, exactly. Yep. That's a good plan. Perfect. I'll go back. Good, yes. <laughs> I support that. <laughs> um... But the people who were working there and the people who visited started saying that they experienced cold spots in places that they didn't feel cold before. Which then is which back. I think is a definite like way to tell if there are ghosts, you know? Yeah, if it's, if it's cold so. or it wasn't cold before, it's probably <laughs> a ghost. Or it should yes. be cold. <laughs> like if you're standing right under an AC vent, like yeah, it's gonna be cold sometimes. Like, yeah. if you're just standing under the ceiling, like, in the middle of the room, and you're suddenly cold, that's a ghost. That's a yeah. ghost. Um, they also saw, like, a dark shadow of a man who was, like, walking on the catwalks and stuff um, while they were still renovating. They had all this stuff up. Um, and this was, like, 60 feet above the auditorium and the stage area. And then he just disappears. He's just there, and then he disappears. I love it. It's yeah, he's just, like like there and then gone he's like yeah i'm here but like you don't know me no interaction man of mystery no i'm gone <laughs> my kind of man i aspired <laughs> i aspired yeah, to be same. like that um the people who were working there also like they had their tools out and stuff like that because you know they're renovating a lot of the times they just found that their tools were gone and they reappeared in other places <laughs> And, like, they just described the places that they reappeared as as, like, odd. So, like, you wouldn't just move it there, like... Like, clearly something is up, you know? It's definitely Ben. (laughs) (laughs) And then they also found, like, an empty, like, antique bottle of Muscatel. I think that's how you say it. It's, like, the alcohol. Oh, okay. Um, It, like, wasn't actually there. It was just, like, an edge of it that appears. And then... Oh, goes to different what, places so like of the theater. Yeah, bottle? I guess. Oh, like that's how they described okay. it. They're like, yeah, like it's there sometimes, and then it's gone. Interesting. Which 
Or maybe it's, like, real, but then, like, Ben just takes it and hides it in other places. That's, yeah. I vibe with that. Ben's like, no one touched my bottle. He's like, that's my alcohol. <laughs> it's, like, his secret stash of alcohol, and they keep on finding it, and he's like, oh, now I gotta move I it I feel again. like that would be me as a ghost. <laughs> that I'd would be like, guys, stop. Like, ghost. I put that there. It's mine. Um... And then also, uh, a chunk of plaster, which didn't come from the theater, like, fell and nearly hit two workers who were working in the stage area. And then the people who were, like, almost hit by some plaster uh, shone their flashlights up to the ceiling and just saw the shadowy figure of a male walking away and then disappeared. Wait, where did the plaster come from? I don't know, but they were like, well, where did... They were like, where did it come from? Because, like, there wasn't anything that would have fallen. Like, you know, if something falls on you from the ceiling you'd usually see like a chunk where it came from like nothing like that yeah. was reported that's so, so it was just weird. there he just he just found it from some other place and decided to ben drop is it just on out him. here wilding i don't know what he's doing but like he's really stirring some yeah. stuff up <laughs> um and aside from ben there's also veronica who's a female like apparition entity thing um and she's who died it, either in the theater or nearby there aren't exact records of that but she loves to sing and she likes to practice so people have like heard her voice echoing which Aww. you know i vibe with that that's cool. me as a ghost you know i just be singing in the corner yeah just chilling to herself not harming anyone not dropping plaster on <laughs> not just <laughs> appearing and disappearing on the catwalks just <laughs> um so was thought to be a stagehand from the past but no one exactly knows for sure if he like was a stagehand or some other I don't know, like job in the theater yeah. um he is believed to be the ghost that did drop the like brick of plaster on the people and <laughs> some reports say that he killed someone by throwing a brick but like that's not confirmed oh god like I hope not yeah I it like seems that. super out of character <laughs> for him because like he's known to just walk around in the catwalks and then disappear yeah, yeah, I know. He's a good he's guy. A he wouldn't do it. Um, it is reported this. Okay, so it makes sense that the alcohol bottle is there because it is reported that he died after he froze in the alley right outside the Fitzgerald Theater after he drank too much alcohol. Oh my god, that's oh my freezing yeah. to death. That's oh. Like hopefully he was too drunk to feel it happen. And also that's freezing true. to death. I feel like is one of the more peaceful ways to go because like you're cold but then like you fall asleep and then yeah, you just don't wake up just yeah. sad but um there are no formal paranormal investigations that have happened in the theater but there are a ton of witnesses um both from like the theater staff and also from the people who have like just been there and visited who experienced like freaky paranormal things um the staff does describe Ben as annoying. Uh, <laughs> Poor Ben. No wonder he threw plaster at the and head. This is really funny. They did say that they would be willing to share him with any other theater who needs a residential entity because he's just that annoying. <laughs> oh my god. Imagine being Poor that ben. poor ghost for the staff of the place that you're haunting is the like, guys, someone take him. He's just bothering us. <laughs> ghost for lease can you do that like can you like lease a ghost like i feel like probably not because they're kind of just like, like what if it's tied to like a material know? object and you just like take that object oh 
Yeah, I guess so. But, like, who would want? Any no, other like... theater. No one wants that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it depends on the spirit. I feel like I wouldn't want a spirit just, like, chilling around me. It's uh, yeah, creepy. I guess. Because you, you know? like, always watch. Like, that's a little bit freaky. Yeah. Um... Oh, okay, and then people say that Veronica is just a performer at heart. Like, she just wants to perform all the time, and she enjoys the acoustics of the auditorium. Oh, all right. Which I think is just so cute that they're like, ah, it's Victoria. She's just enjoying the acoustics. (laughs) She's just enjoying herself. Like, I love that. That's so cute. Like, that's so wholesome. Um, But these two are, like, the, like, residents of the theater. People are like, yeah, they're the ones who are here. Um, okay, so I went to the, like, Fitzgerald Theater site, and I was looking at the reviews, and one of them, it doesn't say a name, like, of who posted it, but the title is Black Shadow, and it was posted on May 4th, 2019, and it basically said, I'm gonna read from the quote, so this is a direct quote from the person who posted Black Shadow. I lived at the Fitzgerald Condos, which has a shared wall to the theater. I could feel being watched. One night, I woke up to a black shadow standing over me, but I couldn't move. This was also one of the scariest experiences of my life. I was afraid of going to sleep. Also, some of my stuff would go missing and reappear days later, including car keys. I'm hesitant to recommend living here, but if you want to check out the theater, it's probably safe. I would also be hesitant to recommend living Yeah, you know? (laughs) Especially if you're just, like, being in a place that shares a wall with it and, like, you're still haunted. Yeah. By a dark I think it's just Ben. Like, he's just chilling, you know? I don't know. I feel like he's more playful than that. That's just, like, the vibe I'm getting. Maybe it's just another freaky thing that is there. I don't know. I just like how he said, it's probably safe. (laughs) It's it's, probably but... (laughs) Um, And then I also read an article by Tate Carlson which I will link in the description of this episode if you want to read it for yourself, but she went there to report on the paranormal happenings, and she ended up talking with uh, Brian Sanderson, who worked at the Fitzgerald Theater between 1987 and 2005, and he retired after like being promoted to the general manager, so that's his final position at the theater. Um, she asked Sanderson if he believes in ghosts, and he said, quote yes i've had experiences but to be honest i feel a bit slighted that i never actually got to see the ghost but on more than one occasion i felt its presence it started with shadows in the corner of my eye which were followed with a cool breeze in the back of my neck end quote so yeah i'd like to i'd like to actually see a ghost you know like i feel like feeling it is one thing being like ah something's watching me and then like feeling like a cold spot or like a breeze like that's one thing but actually seeing a shadow yeah i feel like i could always like write off like like i mean i'm obviously like gonna be dramatic (laughs) yeah that's just who i am but i feel like i could always like doubt myself and be like you know like it could have not been but like if you see it like that's seeing is believing Mm -hmm. can't really write that off yeah (laughs) um he also said that it is his understanding that the ghosts or like ghosts were more active before the theater was renovated in the 1980s but claims, quote, during my tenure, we had some incidents, end quote. I don't know what those incidents are. He just said that he had some. 
I think it's referring to like the tools being moved around and people seeing shadows and stuff like that. Because he was there after it. Yeah. Plaster falling from the ceiling. Plaster falling from the ceiling. <laughs> um, and then he also <laughs> talked about people who worked there like during while he was working there as a manager and he talked about those people who experienced the paranormal um he said quote i remember one night it was six o'clock and one of our box office tellers called to report she saw a bluish green figure moving through the gift area she was terrified and locked herself in the box office until her husband came to escort her home end quote oh my god that is terrifying (laughs) which you know like like, she definitely believes now, you know? Like, yeah. if, you, if you lock yourself in the box office and are like, I'm not leaving until someone comes and picks me up, like, I feel like you believe. Yeah. Um, but then a lot so. of people were, like, super skeptical about it. But he said that he believed these, this employee because um, the description was, like, verified later, I guess, when he told it to the house manager at that point, who is, who is also retired. Um, and lives in Colorado now, but apparently the house manager also saw a blue-green figure hovering um, towards, like, the original entrance when the Fitzgerald Theater was the Schubert Theater. Um, So he was like, it's not really surprising. People used to be shorter, um, which is, like, what he said. The house manager was like, yeah, I believe it's not not surprising because people used to be shorter. Um, Because apparently the figure appeared to be in the shape of a man but was, like, shorter than a man, like, shorter than the people who worked there at the time. Which is why they were like, yeah, definitely a person. Probably a ghost. (laughs) Probably. Um, Yeah. So he, um, again, wow, where am I? My computer screen is not working with me. Um, Okay, so Tate asked him um, if it's common to see ghosts. And this was before, like, she actually went to the theater, I guess. And he just was super ominous. He was like, quote, you are going to have a great time tomorrow. Enjoy yourself, end quote. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Enjoy Imagine, yourself. Imagine, like, asking, like, the retired manager of a place. You're like, hey, is it, like, will I see a ghost? And he's just like, mm, you're going to have a great time tomorrow. <laughs> just enjoy yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what that means. But, yeah. I'm like gonna it. be saying that to people from now on. Like, if anyone asked me, like, if it was good, like, if, like, you know, like, quizzes and stuff, people are like, oh, like, was it easy? You're gonna have a great time tomorrow. Enjoy yourself. Me in college. <laughs> I would have no friends. I actually, I love that. <laughs> oh, stop it. If I told you that to me. you, like, if, when we were, like, at Dana, and you were like, hey, is the quiz hard? And if I just came back at you, like, you have a great time tomorrow. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. You would be so mad at me. Yeah, I would be a little mad. <laughs> I would be mad. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. well, that's helpful. Thanks. Um, okay, so the last thing I want to talk about is the fact that Kate also talked to Tom Campbell, who is a production and facilities manager now at the theater. And he said that he's been working there close, close to a quarter of a century. And he said, quote, in 2001, we did a dry run of a play called The Woman in Black. There were only 50 people watching from the main floor, but at one moment, half of them looked up and saw the star, The Woman in Black, up in the balcony. Afterwards, when I asked why she was up there, she, she, I was perplexed. She was backstage playing cards with me the entire time. End quote. <sighs> Maybe it was Veronica trying to get her, her little oh my God. spotlight, yes. you know? For all the practice she's doing. 
She's just trying she to learn some sticks. Yeah. Testing them out before the before the yeah. star gets on stage, you know? I love that. That would that would be me. Like that's how extra that's I am. Like if I was haunting a theater, I'd just be like <laughs> there. Yeah, I feel like that's the way to go. Definitely. You know? Um so Tate asked him if he believes in ghosts and he said no, which I don't really get because if I experienced that, I would 100% believe yeah, in ghosts. Yeah, what? I yeah, don't know. He was just like, that was? someone was up there, I guess. Like, what? I would think that's a ghost. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it for my story. It was a little bit scattered because there are so many things happening right now in the world that I feel like... It's hard to focus on one thing, but yeah, that's very fair. Um, very I did fair. enjoy that the fact that this was a bit of a lighter story, except for the part where someone said that Ben killed someone with a brick. But like, yeah, we're just gonna, we're gonna say that that didn't happen. Yeah, that's out of character for Ben. We're so. just gonna enjoy the fact that it's a beautiful theater haunted by like a stagehand and someone who likes to perform, and they're Jay chilling and yeah, yeah, and that's they're very just fun. vibing. <laughs> Thanks. I really like that. Even story. though you are legally obligated to say that. <laughs> yeah, even Aww, if I wasn't, you're so I would sweet. still. <laughs> I know, I'm the best. Okay, <laughs> so do you have any life updates for us today? Um, I'm going back to my college dorm tomorrow to pack up my stuff, Fun. finally. Um, I'm very excited to have my weighted blanket back because I could not shove that in my oh, suitcase so and bring jealous. it back on the train. <laughs> would have been way too much so I will be getting that back tomorrow which I'm happy for um it's gonna be pretty sad probably because freshman year was cut short so that's and I miss my dorm room some good mems me too (laughs) but yeah other than that I gave Diggy um a little manicure because I didn't want to I usually bring him to like a pet store and there's a person there who does it, but, like, I didn't want yeah, to do that now, you know. Yeah, so I did it myself. He's kind of mad okay. at me, but I'll get over it. Yeah, <laughs> he was only a little dramatic. He let me get his back paws perfectly fine. His front ones, he tried to escape him. a couple times, but that's okay. Simba's just overly dramatic. Like, I swear it doesn't hurt him, but he, like, cries. Yes, there's so many dogs that, like, I'm learning... Um, how to groom and like the first step is um nails and ears and so i've been like doing nails and like before i even like touch them with the nail dremel they like start screaming i'm like i haven't it's touched ridiculous. you yet he it like pulls hurt. his paws away he's like crying like boy calm down yeah. you are so dramatic <laughs> yeah, we got like one of those like nail files for him just because like we don't want his nails to get super long because he has a couple that like curve inward so, like, we don't want them to get, like, too oh, long because, yeah. like, then it hurts him to walk. But he just hates it. Mm. Like, I bring the nail file out and he's, like, cowering under the bed. He yeets nope. himself away. <laughs> he's like, no, thank you. He says, I he really don't want that. <laughs> oh, he's the worst. I love, love him so much. Him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that's it for nope, me. You have anything? Not really. I've just been here. All right. My dad got me saltines today, I so I'm very that. excited about that. I love saltines. I don't Neither do I. Like I think it's just like a comfort thing for me. 
It reminds me of Dana. They're so dry. Oh, okay, that's fair. They used to give them yeah. a and we used to... at snack time. Because <laughs> they, they gave, gave us, us a snack, snack time. time. And they fed us applesauce and, like, apple juice and goldfish and graham crackers, cheese sticks, cheese little fruit sticks. cups. It was oh, a yeah. flashback to elementary school. But we school. used to take the saltines <laughs> to the barn, and there's a horse there called Justin, and we he loved saltines for some reason. So we used to call him Justine the he saltine machine, and I miss him. <laughs> we if weird. we don't say that we're weird, then we are perfectly normal. <laughs> yeah, so that's how it works. Oh, okay. Loopholes. Loopholes. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm excited for my saltines. My dad also like, got, like, got me chocolate, like... Yes, I'm so excited. (laughs) But that's all I'm living for now is whenever my dad goes to the grocery store, he gets us fruit and sometimes he gets me saltines. Yeah, that's what I I get excited about. Wow, (laughs) so sad. I feel that though, because whenever I have to go to like refill my prescription, and it's like in a CVS, so I'm like, well, you know yeah, what? I might as well like pick snacks. up a couple bags of candy while I'm here. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's just what I it's just for, so I feel food is the only thing that I'm excited about. <laughs> yeah, it really. I made oatmeal today. I was food to be good. So here for it because I put chocolate in it, and like that's where it's at. Like Ooh. if you do. Oatmeal with like a little bit of sugar and then cinnamon chocolate and blueberries. That Ooh, is where it's at. <laughs> yes, you totally to like, should. I used to do overnight oats um, okay. when I was at university because I didn't have time to make breakfast. Oh, maybe I'll do that next year because I'm going to go on a meal plan where I have like two meals a day essentially. So I'll definitely just do, do breakfast. It. It's so worth it. Know, so. If you do it with coconut yeah. milk, it tastes like coconut. All right. So I used to do coconut Ooh. milk and then like chocolate. So good. I will, yeah. I will definitely try it. Um, that's it for anything me. Anything else for you? Do you want to do a little spiel before we say goodbye? I will do my little spiel. Um, so follow us on Instagram at Grim Podcast. Um, send us a DM, comment on our photos, follow us. Um, and there's a little button there for emailing us. You can email us at thegrimpodcast at gmail.com. Um, send us literally anything, <laughs> anything at all. <laughs> um, and find us on Facebook, Grim Podcast. It's Grim Podcast. Is it Grim Podcast or Z Grim Podcast? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, thank you. <laughs> and um, uh, give us a review on Apple Podcasts yeah, or I- I think, iTunes. I Apple think Podcasts. both are game. Okay. <laughs> I like how you're basically. I mean, I don't really know. Because like, I am same. losing my mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, give us a good review. Oh, and tell us, tell your friends, family, acquaintances, <laughs> people in the street about us. <laughs> We're so extra. And <laughs> hang yeah. in there with all the crazy. Hopefully, we'll be able to see some real else. change from this. I. Yeah, I'm really hoping. I sadly did not get to go to a um, protest last week, but I'm hoping if there's more in the future, I will be able to go. That would be. Uh, See, I really want to go to like one of the bigger protests, you know, like in the city and stuff like that. But at this point, I'm afraid of being out too late just because of all the police stuff. Yeah. And also, like, 
corona too. my dad like, was like we should go to people. one we should like go there just a- at least for a little bit but if like we can't stay six feet apart from people we have to leave yeah, yeah i'd be down to go, go if you want to go with me we'll figure it out right let's look into it yeah we will keep you updated on that um yeah let us know about your experiences if any of you have um done one of the protests near you um and yeah hang in there stay safe stay we healthy. love you all we'll see you next week um all right bye yeah